You're listening to PHP Roundtable, episode 85. Uh, this is the state PHP user groups around the world. I'm your host, Eric Van Johnson, and we have a very big, very big panel. I'm not sure if this is the biggest panel that's ever been on um, PHP Roundtable or not. I haven't always done PHP Roundtable, but this is definitely the largest panel I've ever hosted. So let's go ahead and get started. Topic of conversation today are PHP user groups. I think a lot of us in the PHP community are familiar with PHP user groups, but that world, that community, that kind of thing that we all learn to love and appreciate and look forward to, I know I did every month of getting together, hanging out with fellow PHP developers, talking about topics uh, around PHP. That whole world kind of got turned on its head three years ago with the start of the COVID pandemic. Um, one of the first things that happened was people stopped meeting in person and together. Um, that is changing slowly but surely. Finally, COVID's not done. It's not over. But we've learned to manage it. Uh, things, place, things are in place now where it's definitely more easier to manage people are now starting to meet and gather once again, which I'm very excited about. So one of the things we want to do in this panel is kind of talk about what that looks like. How do these groups get together? Some groups managed to go through the pandemic um, and continue to meet, and we'll talk about that as well, virtually. Um. So what does that look like? You know, what are the challenges? What are some of the challenges we had before the pandemic as far as things like getting presenters, finding places to meet, and how do we go about that after the pandemic? Uh, if you don't have a user group, I think uh, Cal Evans had one of the best lines with that is if you look around and there's nobody, there's no organic organizer of a user group in your area, congratulations, you are now the organizer of the PHP user group in your area. And sometimes they start very small, and some get to be very large. We'll touch on a few of those. Me, personally, I've been a member of the San Diego PHP user group for years. Uh, I was actually a member many years ago during its first iteration um, they didn't have a lot of meetups at that time. Uh, but I was a member of the user group well before I was a professional developer. So I was just a hobbyist PHP developer who was very interested in PHP and started going to user groups. I am where I am today, which is I'm a professional PHP developer who makes a living coding with PHP, and also managed to establish a business, a company, where I employ other PHP developers. Um, I couldn't have done any of that, none of it, without user groups. Every aspect of where I am today is because of my involvement in the friendships I formed in user groups. I met my business partner uh, through being through the user group, I became a co-organizer of the user group. We met several of our employees through user groups. 
And we even got clients through our involvement with the user group. So I'm very passionate about PH, the PHP community and specifically user groups. Um, so I figured what better platform to have. Uh, let's go ahead and start off, though. Uh, enough about me. Enough about what we're talking about. Uh, let's start to bring in a panel. we got a lot of panel members to bring in here. Um, we'll start with our regular PHP Roundtable panel. And let's start with Ben. Hey, Ben. Hey, Eric. How's it going? It's going well. How are you? Doing well. So you have, you have a lot of history with user groups. Uh, you were one of the founders of the Atlanta PHP user group. And then when you moved to Nashville, you became the organizer of the Nashville. The uh, Nashville PHP was already established, but you became one of the organizers of Nashville PHP. That's right. Um, the story behind that is funny. I won't go into all the details, but I arrived not intending to lead the user group. And uh, the previous uh, organizer, uh, I guess he moved out of the area, um, like right around the same time and contacted me and said, the group is yours. <laughs> so, so yay. But no, it was, uh, it was a lot of fun. And uh, I'm happy to, to be involved. Uh, one of the stories I, I shared with you, it might have been on the last time we've recorded, was both Nashville and um, Atlanta were big inspirations to how we were doing things here in San Diego. What, I guess, where does that come from? Where Where, where is that? I think uh, the biggest inspiration to me when we were starting Atlanta, um, starting in Atlanta, was... Um, uh, the Chicago PHP user group and the New York PHP user group. Both of those were pretty well established at the time. New York was um, like a well-oiled machine. Uh, they had mailing lists and forums and a uh, very active group. And so we reached out to them and kind of had a discussion, a dialogue going just to get some ideas and pointers from how to get started. Uh, so that's where that came from. There was a group in Atlanta prior to ours, uh, but uh, I think they called themselves PHP Atlanta. Uh, so it was reversed, but um, I don't, I never met any of the people who ran that group, uh, but there, there was like this weird historical uh, page that showed that they had Rasmus come speak at their group sometime back in like 2000 or 2001, which was kind of interesting, but uh, yeah, we got started there. Uh, after um, another group had kind of got started up and uh, um, we were, you know, had started networking with other groups. This is before I found out about um, uh, some of the other bigger groups around the world, uh, which we'll probably talk about a little bit more about uh, later in the podcast. Cool. All right. So next on the panel, he's been a professional football player back in the 50s, a professional baseball player from the 70s to the 80s. This Joe Ferguson is neither one of those people. This Joe Ferguson is a professional developer. Hey, Joe. You're muted, Joe. You're no. What? What's happening? Should I come back to you, Joe? Uh-oh. We've lost Joe. Joe, it 
Joe is checking in. I have such a good intro for you. All right. Joe, uh, I will leave you there. You just give me a holler when you think you have your audio working. And by the expression on your face, I take it that might be a while. <laughs> okay. Next, our next on the panel is a P, uh, open source advocate and PHP advocate. Um, but one of the coolest things about this person is they have code running on Mars. It's Sarah Goldman. Just a little bit, enough to get my uh, GitHub badge. Uh, it's a little the, bit more Mars than I have on Mars. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah no. Uh, great to be here as always. I am going to be one of the people who probably has the least to, to really say about uh, user groups because I uh, am horribly introverted and shy and I don't like to spend too much time around people. That's why I, you know, go to conferences and, and, and then actually speak for user groups occasionally, but you know, it, we'll figure it out. Uh, <laughs> I do enjoy uh, going to a conference, uh, sorry, a user group from time to time. Um, you always meet some really great people there who are doing some, some interesting things. So. I am, I am pro user group. Cool. Thanks. Thanks for joining. Thanks for having joining us. Uh, so we talked. To, I mentioned a little bit about uh, some of the user groups being able to kind of make it through the pandemic um, virtually by, by holding virtual meetups. Uh, this next guest kind of saw that start to bring a lot. Of user groups together, especially some user groups that might not have been going the virtual route, and you know start start to figure out a way to to make it easier for for groups who were streaming or need, wanted to stream to stream. Logan, hi everybody. Logan, Yay. now you start you started merge PHP, correct? Uh, it was a it was a collaboration. Um, so Ben Ed Edmonds um, was, I think, the main person responsible for bringing Atlanta, um, Austin, Boston, Atlanta together uh, for the for the core uh, team. There, we were doing virtual events for, for Austin PHP for a couple of months, maybe like two or three months before we 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 uh, we merged, <laughs> so to speak. Um, but yeah. Um, uh, and I, I believe that Chris is here as well. So uh, shout out there to, to another core core merge PHP um, organizer. So yeah, we'll get to him in a second. Relax. Oh, I have I have a plan. I don't want to spoil it. <laughs> I just realized like I didn't write the first and last names of a lot of people and a couple like one two last names I'm not even sure how to pronounce, so I'm, gonna, I'm sure I'm going to butcher those, but I'm going to fake it and see if anybody notices. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, next is um, one of the organizers of PHP uh, the Netherlands. <laughs> I'm going to go Netherlands. Uh, where are you at, Rick? 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 Rick, wave your hands, Rick. Where are you? There you are, Rick. Hi, Rick. <laughs> Hi, Eric. So what's, uh, what's the name of your, your user group? PHP <laughs> uh, Amersfoort. Amersfoort. It, uh, yeah, it's a city somewhere in the in the middle of the Netherlands. <laughs> nice, nice. And how long? What what got you involved with user groups? Uh, well, I had my first uh, conference, which was Dutch PHP conference in 2013, and I met some people there, 
and they were like, hey, you know, we're, we're organizing this first initial meetup uh, in Amersfoort. Uh, would you like to come? Because I live in Apeldoorn. It's a, a little bit of a travel, but it's, it's pretty close to me. So I was like, yeah, sure. That sounds like fun. So that was my first interaction. And I, I, I guess I fell in love. <laughs> it, was, it was great. It was a good time. Now, through the pandemic, what's been the uh, state of your, of your user group? Yeah, so um, when the big, uh, pandemic started, we immediately just stopped. Um, I've I've given uh, uh, presentations online to to a user group somewhere else, and I just it was just draining my energy. I did, it didn't feel fun as a speaker to do, um, so I was not quite prepared to go that route for the user group either. Because well, in the end, it's all about the social interaction, and I. I felt like we were getting getting a little bit meeting tired from all the online meetings, and to add a user group to that as well, I was like, "Yeah, I'm not I'm not going to get much energy from that." So that's a that's a very good point. Uh, that's a very good point. Uh, we'll we'll get we'll get back to that. I don't want to get too much into it now. Sure. Okay. Next, you've heard his name mentioned a couple times already. He's one of the co-founders of uh, Atlanta PHP and apparently Merge PHP. Chris. Hey, Chris. Hi everybody. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say I, I, I think we, we don't technically consider myself a co-founder of Atlanta PHP, but one of the earliest members, one of the earliest co-organizers uh, since we uh, started about 2004. I've been the lead organizer since 2010, so uh, going on 12 years with that, or passing 12 years with that. I'm um, excited to be a charter member of uh, Merge PHP. Thanks to Logan and Ben's uh, terrific work. Um, we've uh, been uh, virtual since then uh, as well. Um, Anything else interesting? Uh, random fun fact: I met my wife uh, through the user group. Uh, her company was a sponsor. There was no uh, marriage clause in the sponsorship prospectus, but it just worked out. So uh, <laughs> it, uh, that's, that's uh, awesome. It worked, worked out well. So uh, yeah, thanks for having me here. That's going the extra mile to get those sponsorship dollars. I appreciate that. <laughs> that's really putting putting it all out there. I'm proud of you. <laughs> All right, uh, next is somebody I've had the pleasure of interviewing in the past. Uh, he's responsible for responsible for a couple of user groups north of the border for me up in Canada, Bob, Bob Bloom. How's it going, Bob? It's good, and can you hear me? I can hear you. You're doing a much better job than Joe did. So I'm the lead organizer of GTA Toronto, the Toronto PHP group, and the York Region PHP group. I first was involved with PHP groups uh, a while ago with the Joomla Toronto group. And when I switched to Laravel, I was involved in the Laravel group. And I got me, I found it at the uh, Toronto group. And because I live in York Region, there was actually a predecessor group, and it grew into we sort of reinvented it into the York region group. So that's my brief spiel. <laughs> Excellent. Well, I'm happy to have you here. Thank you. All right. Uh, next is somebody, uh, a lot of us were very happy to, to, to hear from and who want to join us. Uh, he is a, a, a computer engineer, PHP evangelist, and one of the people behind uh, Amsterdam. PHP, Raphael. Hello, hello. How's it going? It's going pretty good. Very happy to be here. So how long have you been involved with user groups? Because you were actually one of the first 
faces I remember seeing when I started looking into user groups and trying to get a better understanding of how user groups are ran. I remember your name was like always like top of the list of people to look at for user group organizers. Oh boy, is that how we got here? Uh, yeah, I've, I think I've been doing user groups for way too long. It's kind of revealing my age at this point, but I've been doing it since, oh Jesus, at least 20 years, a bit less than that maybe. Uh, it started with PHP DF, which was the capital of Brazil. Uh, then I moved to Sao Paulo and started a PHP Sao Paulo group. Uh, and then I moved to Amsterdam and I started the Amsterdam PHP group. You may see a pattern there. Uh, wherever <laughs> I land, I just wanted to get people together and... And it's always been, like you said at the opening, right? This this is what got me here. This is what got me my career. This is what got me the network, and and so my best friends who were even on this call. And it's like, it it's just just made sense wherever I went to make sure that you know people had access to this kind of a group, to this kind of a a reunion and an opportunity to learn. Uh, and and I've had the extreme luck of of always finding a network that was just ready for someone to light the spark. Uh, and, and even to this day, so I, I stepped back from Amsterdam PHP in the official head figure uh, this year, which we'll probably talk about as we talk about uh, you know the Corona situation and all that. Uh, and I'm happy to have seen these groups just carry on beyond me, right? And I think that's the biggest dream of any user group organizer is that you know things just live after you're gone and and they just become something that's not yours and just everyone's, which has always been my dream. So. Extremely happy and lucky with all of these groups. Well, I want to thank you for taking time to join us today. I do appreciate it. And finally, on this panel, um, another person I, I've had the pleasure of interviewing in the past for PHP Architect was such an inspirational interview. Uh, I, I walked away from that interview kind of impacted way more than I had anticipating being impacted. And we'll we'll talk a little I don't wanna I don't want to reveal too much of it, but I'm sure we'll get into it here in the discussion today. Um Andreas. Yeah hey great to see you everyone. Great to Frankfurt user group. Great? Yep that's the user group Frankfurt Mine uh from main airport in uh Germany uh, which is an advantage for the user group, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I've, I've started with that user group, I think... Well, I attended the user group in, I think, 2009 or eight for the first time, I think. At that point in time, it was led and organized by Darren Cooper. Um, we became co-workers and friends later on. And... Um, he just did other stuff. And at one point he just stepped back and said, yeah, uh, Andreas here, take it. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> and in 2010 or 2011, uh, I think I did the first uh, user group on my own. Um, first solo flight with that. Um, well, no, it wasn't actually solo flight. Uh, I had a, a co-worker that organized that with me at that time, uh, Christian. Um, whom I was very grateful for, and um, yeah, since then I'm I'm co-organizing the show more or less, and we are still going more or less strongly, uh, even though there was a or there is a pandemic. Um, well, the last user group wasn't the turnover wasn't that good, but um, apart from that, went quite well. Excellent. 
All right. So I, I, I wanted to share a little thing. Raphael reminded me of it uh, when he mentioned maybe you see a pattern with him and his compulsion to start user groups. I, I am such a freak for user groups that when I travel, I will look for a user group in that area and see if they happen to be meeting up. And I'm pretty sure that for, for a couple of years, my family was convinced I had some sort of substance abuse problem because when I went to visit them, I'm like, oh, I'm going to see if there's a meeting, you know, local. And I, in my head, you know, I never thought like what it would be interpreted as. To me, it was always like a meetup. But, you know, I'm, in hindsight, I'm pretty sure like some of my family members thought I might have had a substance abuse problem because I was always looking for meetups to go to when I went to visit them. And, and, it, and you need was, sponsors and... for these meetups. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. yeah. <laughs> so there's a lot to talk about here. There's a lot to unpack. Um, virtual groups, I think, are virtual meetups you know, have really kind of found their way over the last couple of years for obvious reasons. Uh, there's been some fantastic benefits to virtual meetups that I've seen, um, meaning that you've had people able to do presentations for your meetup that is just not feasible, logistically feasible when you're meeting in person. And I, I think that was, you know, a nice side effect, but also kind of the same concept with in-person conferences, nothing replaces that that meeting people. Like sitting down, the, the, the presentations are one aspect. Oh no, we've lost Eric. I'm going to fill some space. Oh no, Eric's back. Oops. You lost me? Yeah. We lost yeah. you for a second, yeah. Oh my I gosh. Was, I was about to just take over and start saying stuff. <laughs> uh, I don't know I'm where so you lost me. Um, where'd you lose me? What was I, what was I rambling about? In-person meetups, you you lose the contact. Yeah, it's virtual. So you, you, There's exactly. no hallway track in Zoom. Right, exactly. So I I think there are benefits to both. Um, with the pandemic kind of getting behind us, where do we feel as user group organizers and user group members? Are we looking for a hybrid? Do we want to see? Do we want to continue to see these uh, virtual meetups occasionally, where we have offsite people out of country doing presentations or do we really just want to get back to in-person meetups and keep the, that, you know, build those local communities. I'd like to respond to that. Um, <laughs> Me too. <laughs> I think everyone. Uh, so I'm, cause I, I guess the other question here is, is what's the goal of your meetup, right? Um, is the goal of, of your, your user group to deliver content or is the goal to create connections and, and, and socialize with each other? Um, as, as Sarah mentioned, uh, or I guess most of us are pretty introverted. Uh, we do get, you know, occasionally tired from all the social contact. Uh, but being there with like-minded people who have, you know, the same sort of energy level, I guess, is, is the nice thing about, about uh, user groups. So, um, Sure, it's nice to have um, uh, speakers from different countries uh, sharing knowledge. I think that's a very important thing. But I think that's something more reserved for conferences in the sense that I love to just create the social atmosphere where people can thrive and, and make connections like you mentioned, Eric. So to me, I, I don't think that's really important. The, the in-person part is really important to me. Somebody else said they well, had this is Bob something from, with you? Yes. 
this Bob from Toronto. And I found that there was a dynamic that because everybody was home and everybody was doing virtual meetings from all over the place, when we had a virtual meetup, there was a lot of fatigue and there was a lot of inability to concentrate because spending the day this way, it's very intense. So I stopped doing the virtual meetups for a while, knowing they were going to be lifted. Yeah, I, I totally, totally agree with you on that uh, fatigue thing. Um, I, I, I know I felt that. It's like the last thing I want to do is sit at my desk for another hour and stare at my screen while somebody talks. Yeah, I think to, to add on to what Rick said, Amazon um, PHP has always said that it's not about the content, it's about the people. Uh, we have a short talk and we have a long social uh, period and we always guarantee you know the food and the beer uh, because we, we really want to create an environment where you can meet people. And I think part of that is because we're also blessed to having uh, a local conference in, in the DPC, the Dutch PHP conference being right here in town. So it's like if I want to see someone from out of town, the conference is doing that once a year and they're bringing up more people than we can ever dream of doing. And, and the whole virtual talk, it, it'll give you that content, but it won't spark the same level of interaction afterwards, right? It won't spark that moment of social, which to me is, is a lot more important. That's where I get my energy. That's where I was like, I, you know, like, a, so what it was Taylor tweeted that the community was different a while ago that, you know, we're not generating as much content and, as soon as M7PHP started and I had one conversation after the talk, I was like, okay, I want to write new blog posts. I want to go talk to more people. I want to get back to a conference, right? I want to keep talking about these things. And I really realized at that point, like how much I had missed from the pandemic years of not having those conversations, not having those opportunities. If I could add one point. Yes, absolutely. Um, that the people who knew each other, you know, before the lockdowns, we're very, very active online, but the new people were very reticent to get engaged online. So there was a bit of a dichotomy we couldn't overcome. All right. Uh, so can I go and talk some about virtual stuff? Um, uh, so Merge PHP, um, you know, we, we started in 2020 and we've been uh, going ever since. Um, I wanted to do something similar. Uh, it was recording the, the meetups, you know, since about 2010. Um, and the virtual stuff uh, is, is, I think, a good extension to to the user group. Um, and for us, I think, we, you know, we definitely want to go back to doing in-person events, but it's only going to be social, right? So it's only going to be, like, um, let's get, get together and, like, just talk about stuff, right? And uh, the in-person talks, I think I'd, you know, I, I'd like to move away from doing that um, because, you know, we're able to get all this, uh, all these different speakers and just the variety that's available. Um, and I think it's a good opportunity to pull in people that, you know, are interested in uh, something that's related um, and, and like attract, basically attracting uh, more people to the language. I think the virtual events is is a good way to do that. And so, uh, I, I'm definitely a fan of the hybrid model, um, and, and I hope uh, that uh, you know all my merge PHP organizers are are as well. Um, you know, because I, I I plan on continuing to do the virtual events for as long as possible. So that that's uh, yeah. I I, there's there's more to say, but I don't, you know I don't want to get us too sidetracked. <laughs> 
<laughs> no, I, I'm glad you said that, Logan, because I wanted to to jump in with the same kind of a, a concept of that. Like, yes, definitely. I think we can all agree that like that hallway track, that in-person thing is a really uh, valuable thing to have for, for, for almost everyone involved. But it is important to also take advantage of these tools to, if nothing else, provide better accessibility. You know, not everybody can get, has a user group that is within driving distance of them or enough people to form one. And I think if we can offer... Um, a wider sort of tent to to bring folks in. I think that is definitely something that is of great value. So that hybrid sort of model of like, yeah, we want to have that social interaction. We want to have that face-to-face -face time, the time to say, hey, you didn't say that in your talk, but that is actually a really good idea. And let's let's expand on that more um, is, is something that we can have while also providing content and providing uh, means for people to sort of like get their foot in the door and sort of um, experience those things in a, in, in a you know completely non-threatening safe space of their own home. You know, I, I, I think there's definitely a hybrid uh, room there for sure. Something like we've we've only done um, like live talks. Uh, you know, so just everybody gets on you know Zoom or webinar kind of thing and you know give the give the presentation. Um, but there are other virtual conferences and other virtual stuff that I've seen where they do pre-recorded, right? It's like the speaker's still there and the speaker's in chat, but the, the talk is all pre-recorded. And, and everybody's, you know, is cool with it, I guess. You know, <laughs> I, I didn't really see too many people complaining about it. Um, but um, that's something that we, uh, you know, thought about but we we really haven't made that jump yet and you know that's going to be kind of a you know we'll as a group collectively decide if we want to do do that or not um, but you know the the, the pre-recorded it does have the advantage of you know you can edit and you know there's usually a little bit more polish to the pre-recorded versus the live yeah, I think those are really, really good arguments. And I do think that if, if for your group, the hybrid model is, is within reach, um, you know, it's always a benefit, right? The more people you can reach, the more content you can spread, the better. Uh, and you can still have the, the, the social and the local and the, the, the virtual, right? We try to do the hybrid model in Amsterdam PHP. And the, the biggest problem we have is that Amsterdam PHP is a nomad group. We, we move to a different company, a different venue every month, right? We, we roam around. And, you know, having the ability to take your entire uh, streaming setup with you, extremely complicated, right? This is all, again, as, as we say, user groups are all our side projects. Uh, and it takes a lot of effort to get streaming up. And uh, we, we've been trying. Uh, one of the, the, so the new group of organizers is trying to figure out, can we do that? How do we do that? Can we package that in? Uh, but it's it, we have understood that it's going to be, okay, well, if the uh, company has a setup, we'll use it. But if the company doesn't, it's going to be too much work for us to be able to set that up and figure it out. Um, and so we, you know. we should de we should definitely talk some more, Raphael, because I did Austin Tech videos for three years, and I was doing like a a, a meetup. You know, there's like ten years ago, there was like a meetup every single night in Austin, right? So I'm like, but nobody's recording it, and so uh, so it was just me, a camera, and a tripod, is going to meetups and like record. You know, so I've got like this you know, history of, of from 10 years ago, like this is a little small segment of Austin, Austin videos. Um, uh, but, you know, I, I, we recorded the, the meetups that way after, uh, after that going forward. Um, the, 
so just camera and a tripod is, is super easy. And as long as the camera's not too far from the pre uh, uh, presenter, the, it picks up fine. Um, but uh, something that I wish we, we would have gotten is like a lovely layer mic or something, you know, that you could just mic the presenter, you get a little bit better audio. Yeah, and to be fair, we did that. MSRP3 has always recorded their talks. I have innumerable stories of us forgetting all of our setup at the, uh, at the company and having to go back the next day. Uh, we did do that, and we do stream those back uh, on YouTube afterwards. But the, the live streaming, the connectivity, uh, the Netherlands is still not the U.S. where you can just turn around and, and, and fall into a perfect connection. Um, you can still get that, but you know you start running into so many little issues, so we've been trying to avoid it to a certain extent. Uh, but yeah, it's totally, totally doable, right? Uh, it depends on how professional you want your setup and how uh, amateur you want it. Uh, it. It is doable. It just takes that extra mile. And sometimes just running the user group is enough of a, of a marathon. Uh, so I think it's also fair for everyone to have to balance and figure that out. Like, what can you deliver with the time you have? How many people do you have to volunteer and so forth? Um, I'm curious what this means for, like, the future of the local user groups, uh, though, like, I mean, one of the hardest things for a user group is finding people to speak or, or t on some topic. Um, I know that some user groups have a better, um, have an easier job at that than others. Uh, sometimes it comes and goes in like waves. Like for a year, you'll have a bunch of people willing to speak. And then another year, you'll have no one willing to speak. And it, it makes it hard, difficult. Um, but when people are able to provide that content online in uh, kind of a pseudo or a virtual group setting, uh, but the local group could meet even, I'm kind of just spitballing here, but like the local group could meet to even discuss that or to get together to watch that or just get together for social stuff. So if the local group becomes more of the social um, interaction part while relying on other groups like merge php and uh i know that uh chris if you want to speak up because you had you've been recording all the atlanta php meetings before the pandemic and putting them online so these are things these are resources that anyone has access to and other user groups could maybe take advantage of while providing that social interaction i'm kind of just curious what everyone thinks about that future <laughs> Of, of user groups. Since you mentioned me, I'll jump in a second. Yeah, we we had been recording. Um, we have a, about a ten yeah ten year archive of uh, videos uh, posted on our, our non meetup site AtlantaPHP.org, uh, hosted through Vimeo, but you can get to them through our site. And um, yeah, that's always been available, always free. Um, we've had sponsor uh, money to cover that. A pretty professional uh, job. Thanks to Utsu Lok again, our our main guy. I want to mention him. Um, we've since um, just due to sponsorship dollars kind of drying up and, and things being virtual, we've stopped recording the last couple couple meetings. Um, but yeah, it's certainly uh, a great benefit. And just in the, you know, the whole open source spirit of getting something back to the community, uh, we've always wanted to provide those, you know, to anybody. So whether you've missed a meeting or you're not in our time zone or drivable distance, you know, it's always terrific, uh, terrific resource. And yeah, also just to, to mention that that's the, the benefit of, of merge PHP we've seen is sort of that, that, the, uh, distributing the workload on getting speakers lined up. Um, you know, we um, clearly 
uh, you know, it was getting to be, you know, harder to find people. And, and at least for me in Atlanta, um, Atlanta's a finicky city for another number of reasons we can get into if we want later. But, um, but yeah, that's the, the, clearly uh, kind of distributing that uh, workload has been a tremendous, tremendously helpful in the virtual, you know, from the virtual side. Uh, definitely recommended. And, you know, honestly, I've been, you know, already thinking about the future of the group and, and kind of shifting things around, you know, staying virtual for, you know, a while. Um, possibly shifting more towards social in person when people feel comfortable and, and continuing on with merge or, you know, getting maybe some, you know, different, uh, different format and structure and things like that. So it's, it's a kind of a good time with uh, impetus to kind of rethink maybe how, how you want to approach it going forward and, and so on. So there's a lot, a lot of possibilities in that realm. Yeah, I, I think that, that, uh, future is already, or has already been, been there, um, I have been doing uh, talks at user groups in, in South Africa in, I think, 2018 or 2019 or something like that, uh, without being in South Africa at that point in time. Um, I met a few of the of the organizers there at a, at a conference, and uh, at one point they reached out and were like, yeah, we, we don't find anyone doing any presentation here, so... Uh, would you be able to do a talk uh, for, for us? And I was like, yeah, sure. Why not? I mean, let's do that online. No, no issue at all. And um, it was kind of a funny situation for me, uh, not being there. Everyone else like having having a, a, a beer afterwards and a, and a pizza. Uh, me sitting here in, in my my office, like, uh, okay, so uh, I'll head off, uh, nip off, and get myself a beer. Um, but that is that has already been possible, and I think that will be even more possible now that we have all more fundamental understanding of how that works with, with these online things. Um, the challenge, of course, will always be um, getting the stuff into the office. Uh, we are as well a nomad uh, kind of user group. So we are also touring around different offices. So either we have the possibility to get that stuff from whoever hosts us um, or we have to, to somehow provide that. But that is a pretty cool way of getting content into the user group while still having the social aspect within our user group. And that is definitely something that is currently missing. Um, yes, we, we have the advantage currently that we have uh, people from all over Germany in our user group meetings. Um, a lot of friends are there, but we are still missing. We are, of course, missing a lot of the people that were local to Frankfurt because, yeah, the They just don't want to meet online. I can understand that. And I think if, if we can, in the future, actually get that social aspect back online, well, well, back offline, and um, get content from wh wherever we want to, that'd be awesome. Yeah. Um, you know, I just kind of want to put out there, um, I, I understand people having anxiety about, doing presentations uh, we we all went through that um there's there's a couple of factors here first thing if you meet especially local user groups that you meet up there's no better place to kind of help address that anxiety if that's something you want to do like if you're somebody who truly wants to do uh presentations especially if you want to speak at conferences there's really no better place to to kind of get your conference talking feet under you than presenting at local user groups. Um, you'd be amazed. One of my favorite things about presenting is 
the feedback I get, like the conversations that are sparked and discussions that are had, uh, I, they, they, they end up, they're just, I, I can't, I can't plan it. Like I can't plan it in my talk because people are just so smart. Um, so, and, and it doesn't matter how small of a topic you think you have or, or how small of a problem you think you have or how little of a solution you have. If you have it, chances are a lot more people have it and a lot of those talks those conversations uh so presenters are definitely definitely one of the challenges for user group organizers who on a month-to-month basis just finding presenters have any of y'all kind of come up with like formats to help address that i know some user groups have talked about doing coding dojos and kind of these free-for-all, hey, let's all just get together and talk and see what happens. Uh, what's been your experience with those? Do you guys have any kind of feedback on any of that? I, I could uh, chip in here two things. We've, um, so one thing we, we came up with is is like suggest a speaker, just a, like a one-line form, like send us a, send us a link to a, a Twitter or, or some profile with contact information uh, for a speaker, and then we'll go bug the speaker on, on you know, so this is like geared to, towards um, the audience that want to hear somebody come give a virtual talk. Um, and then uh, something that we, we, we've had since, since the beginning is just another form, a longer form uh, for, uh, we needed something that was more centralized into the combination of a bunch of different groups. So we just had a separate form on type form for you know speakers that want to submit a talk so just having a form you know or a process in place where just make it as easy as possible for speakers to like find you and like submit their talk <laughs> um and you know recruiting people to help uh find speakers is also a good thing um and something that i've noticed uh being successful uh, in the last couple of months, actually, we started doing at, at the end of the um, presentations, we'll do kind of a, a, a mini roundtable uh, of sorts and, and we'll bring everybody up on the stage, right? We'll stop recording because, um, you know, bringing everybody up, you know, that is <laughs> in, in the webinars, it can be a little, little sketchy. So we stop the recording, bring everybody up. Um, and then just let people talk. And then like, if somebody's like really engaged and is like, you know, you know, ask a question or, you know, is like, oh, this is this is really cool. Then I think that's a really good opportunity for one of the organizers to just jump in and be like, hey, want to give a talk? <laughs> you know, basically <laughs> recruit from your from the audience. Um, just it, you know, so finding ways to get your, um, you know, existing um, attendees, uh, uh, you know, engaged more engaged is. is you know, encouraging engagement is basically uh, is, is a good way to to find speakers. Yeah, I think in, in episode PHP we have a couple of interesting scenarios regarding what what we're talking about. Uh, the first is, you know, I always believe that your next speaker is in the audience of this month's event, right? You're always trying to make sure that you're incentivizing like whoever's sitting there in the crowd to become the next one. 
Um, we also had also in back pocket, you know, a lot of the organizers of the group were speakers. So if we didn't have a speaker, or someone backed out last minute, we could always pull one of us in, uh, which was, you know, a, a bit of a, a blessing. We sadly, I think we never had to use it maybe once or twice. Um, but we also used a fishbowl event. Uh, twice a year, we would just go for a fishbowl event where we would discuss a topic and, and go to that. But MSMPHV has been blessed with, we have too many people wanting to speak in too little slots. It has always been really easy to get people. Um, and I think part of that is also interesting because MSMPHV is almost a mini conference. Like we average 80 to 110, 120 people per month, right? And at that point, the whole have a little informal talk so you can get used to speaking, uh, you know, that's bigger than most conference rooms. Uh, and I think when we had Symphony sponsor, we had 250 people. I was like, okay, that is a conference. That is no longer a, a user group. But I think the, the nature of the Netherlands really helps with that because you've got another group right there, one city away, 30 minutes by train, 20 minutes by train, whatever. Uh, Amersfoort is literally in the backyard of Amsterdam, right? So uh, we've always had a good network where some of the people start going to the smaller ones, then they you know take a try at Amsterdam and they, they go over to conferences. So I think we had a really good spread of getting everyone around but that's a lot of work incentivizing and making it safe and telling people to come and showing them the benefit of doing it uh, a lot of that work needs to be put into i think uh speaking for a lot of user group organizers around the world Raphael, i can say this with some confidence uh we pretty much hate you right now and go to hell <laughs> Or, or I'm moving to Sorry. the one of those two things. It's be ugly. <laughs> this is roundtable. <laughs> oh, oh, and to be great. to be clear, because the audience is not reading our private chat, it is because you have plenty of extra speakers. It is because of your 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 blessing of available speakers. Um, I can picture I, I, I you no having the last speaker. That. Just turn away and throw the microphone over their shoulder like a bouquet and say, "Oh, you're the next speaker." <laughs> Quick, uh, sorry, quick, quick thought to go, go carry on with that, that your next speaker is sitting in your audience mindset. We used to do what was called lightning talks, where, you know, it was a, a much less uh, formal, you know, 15 minutes. Uh, our talks are typically, our full lengths are typically 45, you know, conference length, et cetera, um, so forth. Sometimes we had lightning talks without, without even slides in a presentation. Um, we tried to put together a few lightning talk nights where we'd have three or four or five of those back to back just to kind of ease the transition for people who may, you know, well, I'm not a professional conference speaker. I don't want to do this or they're too nervous or whatever. You say, well, just talk about something interesting you used at work, you know, demo a tool or something useful. Um, and, and when we did those, it had been a while since we had done those, but, uh, but that was, was popular and successful. And, and I know we had some, some people transition from, you know, did a couple of lightning talks, got, you know, comfortable presenting to, you know, other uh, full length presentations. So that's another, another, uh, avenue that we found you know successful plus a million to that uh very often i find myself having to pad out my conference presentations because i'm like well i can deliver the information i want to deliver in half an hour but i got to fill this 45 or hour slot so what else am i going to talk about uh, i can't count on the the audience to ask questions because everybody's as shy as we are uh so light especially the if it's talk around lunchtime <laughs> yeah especially around lunchtime <laughs> right before lunch is the worst uh, for getting interaction, right? After lunch is the worst for having to stay up there for an hour. Um, but uh, yeah, no, the lightning format is is honestly, it's 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 my favorite format. So uh, more of that. 
Yeah. Um, regarding PHP Amersfoort, um, I mean, like like Raphael said, uh, the Netherlands is so dense, right? So like anyone from anywhere inside the Netherlands will travel to your your meetup. So we have so many available speakers. Um, I, I, I guess uh, for PHP Amersfoort as well, we, we have a little bit of a luxury. And I um, we've not been a very innovative group regarding content, mostly because we're so comfortable with getting those speakers. We don't we don't really get pushed into trying many new things. I mean, I guess the only thing that we did try was do the lightning talk. So we, instead of having one talk, we'd have four different talks, um, which was very fun. But aside from that, uh, we've never really been pushed because we didn't have to. We didn't have to change much. Um, granted, we don't pull in as many attendees as, as Amsterdam does, but uh, yeah, I guess it's sort of a comfortable position. So um, I'm definitely curious in the, the different creative ways of, of organizing uh, a meetup. Uh, so I want to take a moment. Uh, I probably should have reiterated this at the beginning of the show, but I, in my typical, I forget half the things I'm supposed to do fashion. Uh, if you're watching the live stream and you want to participate uh, by asking the panel questions, because we have quite honestly a panel that you'll never have an opportunity to address all at one time, probably again in the very near future. Um, we, we have, the YouTube chat, if you're watching us live on YouTube, just ask a question there, and hopefully somebody will, will pick up that question. You can also uh, send PHP Roundtable uh, a, a note. Um, mention PHP Roundtable on Twitter, and I'm kind of keeping an eye on that stream as well to see if any questions pop up there. Uh, so feel free. So uh, I, I know Raphael is living the life the the dream of you know, user groups up in the Netherlands with plenty of speakers, a lot of attendees, and just bouncing around from place to place. But next to presenters, um, another one of the real challenges for user group organizers in general is you know like uh, finding a spot. So back in our heyday for San Diego, San Diego, uh, if you if you're not aware, is a very large county for what's in the US. Um, it's massive. And back in our heyday, we ran three user groups a month. We had a North County uh, PHP user group, a downtown PHP user group. And those two things are, I think, like 30 miles, 40 miles apart. And then right between those two, we ran a Laravel user group. Um, and finding spots, finding companies or offices that were willing to host those locations, you know, we got lucky two out of three times. Like we, we, we would have like spots that, you know, the, the company was involved with PHP somehow, and they saw it as a benefit to, to host these user groups. Uh, but there's always, you know, you always run that risk of losing one of these locations, and then, then you're, you're on the hustle again to find another location. I imagine after the pandemic, that becoming more of a struggle. Um, do you all have any tips or tricks to finding locations for user group organizers out there wanting to meet in person again or other people thinking about becoming user group organizers and, and what they should think about when trying to find locations? This is an interesting question. I, I definitely want to hear from everyone else, but one thing I wanted to point out is that a lot of those companies that we used to meet at have gone remote 
only now. So we're, we're kind of going into a different world than we had before the pandemic. Uh, so I, I think that's going to be challenging, but yeah, I'd, I'd love to hear from others on that. We've, yeah, we've I, lost I, our I, space. For, oh, I'm sorry. Somebody wants to go ahead, Chris. Uh, we, we lost our space that same way. Our office went full virtual. Um, Atlanta, one of the reasons Atlanta is a finicky town, it, we have so much sprawl. And so traffic is always a problem. People don't want to go that far. Um, office spaces for, you know, finding space, you either get like a 10 person conference room or a thousand square feet for $500 a night kind of venues. And it's hard to do that. We've been lucky finding some places like a tech incubator. Um, my, my company, uh, sponsored our space for, you know, five years until, you know, from the time I was there until, until the pandemic. Um, so I would just say, think outside the box. If you, you know, look for places, um, libraries, people have said sometimes have larger spaces, depends on the size of your group, the geographic distribution. That's, that's been always been the factor for us is, is Atlanta's sprawl. It's, it's hard to accommodate. I remember we moved locations once and we had four or five guys who were like, Oh, I'm out. You, you went five mm-hmm. miles past my limit. I'm done. And, you know, we joke that it takes anywhere, it takes an hour to get anywhere in Atlanta, whether it's 20 miles apart or five miles apart. And that's, that's always our issue. Um, but uh, yeah, that's, that's, that's probably going to be tougher going forward. And, and uh, you know, think of alternatives, maybe non-traditional places like libraries or, or schools or something like that. That might be helpful. Houston was like that. Houston PHP, I, I'm not sure it exists anymore, but um, you know, like it, you would, they would the meetups would always be like on the north side, and it's like forty five minutes and to an hour just to go to the meetup, right? And uh, so fi- finding something centrally located is definitely key. Co working, I think, is definitely a, a good spot. You know, it depends on the size of your group. Like other people are saying, you know, coffee shops, you know, is like is where a lot of groups got started, right? And and there's still a lot of people on meetup do, just doing the coffee shop kind of gig, you know, like. Hey, let's sit down and have a coffee and like just talk about stuff, right? So, you know, um, I, it, I, it, yeah, it just depends on the group, I think. Um, but yeah, it's meeting centrally is, is is key. Having some understanding on like where your members are from, like where where, where they're working, like pre-pandemic, you're like, oh, okay. When you're talking, your your uh, the people that attend your your meetup, it's like okay, well, where where do you work and where do you live, and, and it's like keeping that information in kind of in the back of your head, is like okay, that's actually helpful because like if we're, we we want to kind of like optimize location, like you either optimize like where they work or where they live. Um, Post pandemic, you know, uh, it's like wh- whoever serves the best beer. You know who, who has the best beer selection. You know, I think that that's that, that's that's the answer there. So, I think that, uh, that was. Oh, sorry, go ahead, go ahead, Rick. I think uh, coffee shop uh, meetups have a very different meaning here in the Netherlands. Um, but <laughs> with the uh, with the meetup.com sort of uh, questionnaire that people fill in when they join the meetup, we always ask them, "Hey, um, uh, is your company able to host?" Uh, uh, for us uh, uh, sometime. And I think that's a very good way for us to collect sort of leads uh, to see if we can find locations. Uh, but I guess I guess we've been sort of lucky um, in the sense that um, the companies we used to visit before the pandemic are still around. They haven't gone virtual yet. Uh, they're still just as, you know, they were still welcoming us. Um, and we have about three of them on a regular rotation. And every now and then a new company will come in. 
Um, sometimes we'll have uh, like a recruiter contact us to be like, hey, you know, um, we, we'd love to find new people and we'd love to host uh, for, for, for PHP Amersford sometime. Uh, but we're uh, but we're in some different cities, so I always tell them like you know, you know that's fine. But uh, you can always sponsor, um, as mentioned before, a co-working space, which which also works just as fine. Um, so yeah, for us, it's been relatively easy to just continue and pick up after after the pandemic regarding locations. Yeah, I think that is the same here as well, and in, in, in uh, Frankfurt, well, I think in Germany. Um, People are still kind of, yes, you have to come to the office. Um, and people are also um, figuring out that it makes sense to host a user group that brings all the PHP developers into their office that they want to hire anyhow, um, which is absolute an absolute advantage. Um, but what we also did... In the, in the beginning kind of phase was um, meet in the back room of some uh, a bar, pub, whatever, um, which was kind of, well, cozy, intimate, depending on what you want. Um, but that, of course, by now has an issue with, uh, well, usually by now they want to get paid for that. Uh, in the old times, that was easy because, well, you just got your drinks from them. Uh, and uh, also technical equipment, uh, Wi-Fi or whatever is usually not that good. Well, okay, we're in Germany, so it's not good at all. So um, going to the companies definitely is the, the, the better advantage for us. So I think uh, I can pretty safely say that if a company after a global pandemic hasn't gone remote, there's a good chance they're not going remote anytime soon. So you're probably... Probably safe with those. <laughs> I do want to say, uh, as a user group organizer and trying to give some advice out there to other user group organizers or potential user group organizers, you have permission to be selfish, um, especially when it comes to location. Uh, you know, you're you're already doing a lot for the community, and it, it's you know it is appreciated most of the time. But ultimately, it's your mental state, right? You're taking on that workload. So if if the only place you can find is somewhere that's not convenient for you to run, I mean, you have options, right? If you really want to, you can see if there's another organizer who wants to run it in that location. But you can also just not go to that location, Um you know, it's a. It's. We, I think one of the common threads you've heard through this uh, roundtable is that you know this is a lot of work for organizers to take on, and so we. One of the things we did in San Diego that was I felt one of the smarter things that were done is we we had co-organizers. So there was there wasn't just one organizer. That's extremely helpful because. You know, maybe you can't, as an individual, make all your meetups. But if you have one or two co-organizers, the group as a whole kind of, the, the, the flow just continues to work well. So get yourself, if you don't have a co-organizer, you're doing yourself a disservice. Get yourself a co-organizer. And then, again, finding locations, you know, either use those co-organizers or just be selfish. And it's what works for you. Raphael, it looked like you have something to say? I I can't stress that enough. Uh, don't run the user group by yourself. 
that is just asking for trouble. Uh, that is just too much for one person to handle. Uh, or you're going to miss out on so many opportunities because that one person just can't find it. The only reason why Amsterdam PHP and PHP Sao Paulo have lasted as long as they have lasted and have gone as far as they have gone is because from day one, we started with a group. We started with three or four. We we now so literally, I, we just handed I just handed the keys to the kingdom over to a group of know, six or seven people trying to do the same thing, right? And and it's it's absolutely needed because that means you get the rotation from one month to another. Someone else needs to be the responsible one, or someone is focused on getting speaker gifts. The other one is focused on getting sponsors. The other one is focused on getting speakers. Uh, that is absolutely necessary. And the thing is, and. <laughs> If you know me enough, you've, you you know my, my history. Life gets in the way. I've had medical emergencies. I've had my daughter be born just before a meetup where we just had to hand the key. Like, okay, someone take it over. I'm out. I'll see you next month. Uh, and that, that just, you know, having that backup group there uh, or having people who are almost there and just, you know, step in at that moment. That was when uh, one of our co-organizers, co Pascal, came in is. You know, all of us organizers, myself and Frank, we were away. We couldn't do it. I had a medical emergency. He stepped in. Uh, he did raffle every single one of the books we had for the rest of the year. We'll always remember that meetup as the great meetup of the uh, opera <laughs> moment. Uh, and then he became an active organizer. Uh, and, and, and you know, we, we, we just bought more and more people on like that. So don't, don't do this by yourself. Find a group because that group is going to give you strength and that group is going to give you the ability to, to multiply the amount of things you can do. And even if it's not an organizer in terms of, of meetings, someone who can help you with the website, with the social media, with finding speakers, with anything. I I always like, you know, I, I've talked with, with Rick about this in, in, in self-organizing this group. And that that's what you want. You want this core group of people who can just, you know, do stuff, volunteers and people who step in and do what, what is needed. And everyone will have something to contribute. And that's that. That to me is the only way. So I always, I always tell people find find more people, get more people excited, and there will always be people uh, around that maybe need a little bit more of a nudge. Uh, I can get there. And I, I, I forgot who mentioned it now, but I, I will say, you know, when you move locations, yeah. Oh, Chris, you mentioned this. Uh, you, you, whenever you move locations, you lose some attendees. That's just the facts, right? I mean, you're always, you're always on like that border of somebody who, if you just move a little bit in one direction, it's just too much of an effort for them to get to. But typically you pick up more attendees, other attendees. Uh, we, we've always been fortunate where it always seems to kind of balance out. We'll lose two or three people, but we'll pick up two or three new people. That's what um, we saw essentially. Um, and and we made the, also to your point, we made the choice to consciously be not nomadic. We I felt like just based on the amount of like equipment we had, schlepping audio systems around for mics and projectors and all this stuff, I didn't want to have to scare up a new. It's like a finding a new speaker every month. Where are we going to do this month? I didn't want to mess with that kind of headache. It was easier to find a place we could stick with as long as possible. And and we've had some long term sites that really were terrific. So that that's also key, just to kind of to go with your point of like don't. Don't get yourself buried so deep that it's just too much to handle. And along with the organizers, camp, you know, thousand percent agree with that. But, but yeah, you're absolutely right. It's, it's a balance, and and uh, you you gain some, you lose some, and it works out. In the, in the early days at Atlanta, we had a significant trouble. Like Chris was mentioning earlier, Atlanta is just a really weird, finicky place with the, all the sprawl. Um, 
if you changed locations, you'd have a completely, it wasn't just two or three people that were different. It was like a completely different set of people, except for like me, Chris and Kevin, and maybe one or two other people. We'd always have like 10 or 15 people total, maybe up to 20, but the rest of them all were different people. <laughs> and we couldn't figure out like, like how to get the same people to come over and over. Um, so that was one of the reasons why we, we stuck with one place. Another reason was um, really uh, out of uh, convenience and the ability to announce and tell, let people know where things were. They didn't have to figure out uh, how to get to a different location the next month. Or uh, where parking yeah. was or, oh, yeah, smart. exactly. That was key. We, we didn't, we've probably changed meeting spaces, I don't know, eight or 10 times in the history, perhaps. And, and also, again, for that consistency factor, I wanted to mention, we've, as long as we've been met, it's been the first, until Merge PHP, it's been the first Thursday of the month, 7 p.m. every time. So if you, even, if you just forgot, you, you would know first Thursday of the month, that's the date. And, you know, if you didn't check meet up or know what it was, so we found a, the consistency factor of that was, was really helpful. And as well as the location, when you can hang on to the location, you know, people don't have to remember, or look up, where's it this month? Oh, it's a crawl way across town. I'm not going, you know, that can avoid those kind of factors. I mean, that was a choice we made. Um, others, you know, like I know like Amsterdam and, and, and Europe, European groups, it's so much easier to get around and, and find locations. And that, that works great for them, but, not so much for us. So we, you know, we're consciously made those decisions. Yeah, what con consistency trains? of date. Sorry, go ahead, Ben. Oh, I was making a joke. I said, what even are trains? <laughs> what? Right. No, consistency of date, I think is key. It's one of the first decisions we've made in MSFP. We will meet the third Thursday of every month and that's it. Because that is indeed, I think when you compare Amsterdam and you compare to the US, there is a very different thing. Uh, you're talking about parking space. I'm thinking of where do I drop my bike off as I get there, right? <laughs> so it is a very yeah. different sprawl. The 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 space that uh, that Amsterdam PHP covers is maybe you know half of a city over there. I think the the Netherlands is half of, of of a city in in the US, right? So that makes it a lot easier. And and as Rick put it, we're very densely packed in here, right? So it you know it doesn't take you more than half an hour unless you're curse like me with trains exactly every time i have to take a train to get somewhere uh it takes me to the other side but you know it doesn't take you more than half an hour to get to amsterdam php regardless of where we go like we can find the most remote meeting place and you can either get there by metro by tram by train by bike by boat in some cases uh so that nature is indeed very different and look i ran a user group in sao paulo and it's just a completely different beast we had to go to the same place to the same area at the same time of the month, because otherwise, you know, people just couldn't get there. They're like, oh, yeah, I got here at uh, 1030 because I got stuck in traffic all of a sudden uh, and they couldn't get to the meetup anymore. Right. So I think it, it is a very different nature that you need to be aware. Like, how is it that you meet? Where is it that you meet? What is the, the, the you know, what is the spread of your city? Where is the spread of your audience? So as, as, as was mentioned, that is indeed key. Cool. I I want to be cautious of everybody's time. It, it is a Saturday and I just really appreciate everybody taking the time to, to kind of join this panel. Um, and I hope people in the PHP community appreciate this as well and, and understand the passion we have uh, for PHP and the PHP community and know that, you know, this is a panel of people you can reach out to and ask questions at any time. Um, especially Ben. Ben likes, uh, I'll, I'll give everybody Ben's personal uh, phone number. He loves getting text messages at two in the morning. 
So we'll we'll make sure that happens. But uh, one of the things I wanted to accomplish, or I was hoping to accomplish with this panel, is to kind of give direction to people wanting to start user groups again. And we've touched on a lot of things. Uh, one of the last things we talked touched on was attendance. And we talked about some of the caveats of what would help you, you know, what what's an easy way to lose attendance. Does anybody have any tricks to increasing attendance? Like, especially that, that in-person local attendance, how do you get the word out? Like, how do you let people know, hey, we're PHP developers and we all meet at this place at this time. Is it just word of mouth or does anybody have any other kind of tricks there? I have a very small thing to to add here. Uh, I think the the very first thing to make sure you have a high attendance is announcing early. Um, I find that the the earlier you announce, the more people you'll have. Um, aside from that, I'm a lot of tricks. So probably some other people can. Uh... I, I can definitely get in on that. Uh, food and beer, that always helps. That's, uh, I was about to say that. You know, people need to come in and feel welcome, and and this has also becomes. I mean, look, Amsterdam had before pre-pandemic. We were in a sweet spot where you could you could not eat, you, you know, you could not cook for yourself for an entire week just going to meetups. Like you could <laughs> just go from one to the other and get food for free, which is really good. Um, word of mouth is definitely one of those, and it, it, I think the nomad aspect uh, of Amersfoort and Amsterdam also helps because you're always reaching out to a new company to a different space, and when you get there, you might realize like, oh wait, you have. 15 uh, PHP developers. I haven't seen any of them at the meetup. And then you start seeing them at the next meetup, right? Uh, and so that word of mouth and that ability of just going to different places and letting people see different things, uh, obviously presence on social media, meetup.com is still one of the biggest uh, drives of people towards our group um, because it just, you know, that's that's where everyone is used to going to, I guess. Uh, I'm not sure after the whole WeWork how that's going to work out. Uh, it has been dropping a little bit uh, over time. Uh, but those, you know, just just being active and and speaking and showing the results and 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 just you know sharing pictures and that kind of stuff really helps. Uh, swag and that kind of stuff that people wear at different places also tends to attract attention uh, for us. So, you know, small tips, but they might work. Absolutely. Elephants. 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 Just, just elephants. don't. Just yeah. yeah. I don't. I don't recommend the whole making your own elephant thing anymore. I, um, <laughs> Memories. There's a reason why the Amazon uh, PHP uh, elephant is called Murphy, uh, and it's, it's not because, yeah, yeah. I said, um, oh, go ahead. Who is okay. on the other side? I never knew that. that that's hilarious. Another thing that that I found um, that attracts a lot of people is um, getting international speakers. Actually, um, at least. If, if you want to start a user group, uh, having a kind of a, a well-known presenter is attracting a lot of new people. And if you if, if they feel welcome, they will stay and word of mouth will, will go on. Of course, that sets the bar pretty high for the next uh, occurrence of your user group. <laughs> you never know what to expect, right? You know, it's... it's... Sometimes it's uh, you know the international speaker with you know hundred thousand Twitter followers, and, and next month it's like five hundred. You know, but I think giving giving space to to um, everyone to, to be able to to talk and interact um, 
And and something that I was advised of previous uh, Austin PHP organizers building habits, right? Like I think we talked about this on like picking in time, picking a place, um, you know, same bat channel kind of thing. Um, you you want to build a habit with you know the, the people that attend, um, and and the more that they don't have to think about it, and it's like, oh, I'm just going to go hang out with a group of friends every you know second Thursday or third Thursday, whatever it is, right? Um, and it just becomes this automatic thing. And the more you can kind of build those sort of like automatic things that, that you know, the, the, the more um, people you'll have that, that attend. Um, something that we, um, I, I know Meetup is like, you know, if, once you're active on Meetup, you, you get like, uh, probably 10 meetup emails a day and it becomes you're like okay you know it, it just becomes this this thing where you o- almost get overwhelmed by the number of emails from meetup right and, and i think a lot of people uh, after time they, they they don't really meetup is doesn't really drive attendance is kind of what i've seen um and and we actually had good good um results with like just like 20 bucks just like at small little advertising budgets, um, you know, when you can find, you know, uh, the, the the budget to do so, but just small little advertising budgets will ensure that you get like eyeballs on your event, right? Whereas like they may not be checking their email um, and they may not see the, the, the post on Twitter, but, you know, like the a little bit goes a long way. So, you know, if, if you can, um, find some way to pay for like a small little ad- advertising budget. Um, it does, you will get new people coming in. Um, but yeah, definitely like will, will um, like speakers that everybody knows with a huge following is, you know, A plus would, would do again, recommend. <laughs> so um, I think lots, lots of tips there. Cool. So um, we're pretty pretty like an hour and a half into this. I don't know exactly when I started the stream, but I definitely want to start wrapping things up. Um, kind of, I guess, go through the panel and give everybody kind of one last uh, thing. I guess, Sarah, Sarah, you're pointing at something. What What's happening? I, I, I was pointing at the clock that's literally in the corner of your stream window that tells you how long we've been doing this. An hour and 15 minutes. Yeah. You're so good at this. I, you know, I, I technology really hard. Yeah. <laughs> I, I want to give everybody an opportunity, just kind of get, let you say whatever else you want to say, um, kind of wrap things up, but it, I can't honestly stress to you enough how appreciative I was that so many people jumped on this when I threw it out on Twitter. I, I want to thank everybody for your time. Um, I hope to talk to you a little bit in the future. Oh, I didn't share the Andre story. <laughs> I meant to share, share this. I'm going to share this. Share this now. Uh, as I explained, uh, San Diego County is a very large county, and I recently moved outside of San Diego County. And the my other uh, user group organizer asked, he's like, "Well, what does this mean for your involvement with the user group? Um, you know, are you still going to?" participate or not. And I'm like, yeah, absolutely. Because for me to get from my, from my new house to downtown San Diego is like an hour drive. And he's like, well, that's, you know, that's a lot of distance. And I, 
Andreas had said something to me when I had interviewed him for PHP Architect magazine that has stuck with me. I'm not suggesting everybody like adhere to this, but it just kind of blew me away when he said it. And we, we've talked a lot about people sitting in traffic and how difficult it is to get to locations. I believe Andreas told me that he takes a train and a bus to get to their their location, and it's over an hour every month. Is, is that correct, Andreas? Am I remembering that correctly? Yep. No. Well, so, it, when, when I'm traveling back, I always have to get out of the, the venue at 10 o'clock so that I can catch the last train to the nearest train station, which takes me about an hour, hour 15, something like that. And then, well, I have to walk the last five kilometers back home. So, yeah. I'm it American. I don't know far. how far that is, but it sounds like it's a lot. I don't... Well, it's, it's about three miles. 3.1 miles. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I, I told I told my uh, other organizer I will never complain about how long it takes me to get to <laughs> a meetup ever after talking to Andreas. <laughs> okay, Andreas, since I have you uh, on the big screen, any final words, anything you would like to tell potential user group or organizers, people who are thinking whether or not they want to go to user groups, potential presenters, what do you get to say? Well, if if you want to start a user group, do it. Before you start a user group, check whether there is one uh, somewhere near you. Um, PHP.UG is a website that lists a lot of user groups, um, probably not all of them, uh, all the user group organizers that are not on that or that perhaps are on that, but the user group has died. Give me a notice. Um, if there is nothing on there, go start it. Um, check out the, the PHP user group information on the php.net wiki. Um, there are some informations there. Um, see whether you find some other user group organizers. Um, tweet about or ask on Twitter, ask on uh, Mastodon, whatever. Do it. Um, if uh, you're looking for speakers, um, ask on Twitter. There will definitely be someone within your time zone that uh, says, yes, I could uh, do a user group uh, talk or whatever. It's awesome. <laughs> Rick, you're up next. Uh, yeah, I think uh, Andreas put that really well. Um, I think... Um, I guess my major point would be you'd be surprised how willing speakers are to travel to your user group, even if it's the very first uh, meetup. Um, most speakers know how important it is uh, and, and they'd love to um, open your, 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 your user group for you. Um, and uh, yeah, I'd say just ask, you'd be surprised how many people will respond. Um yeah, I, I can't really add anything else because uh, I think Andreas put it really well. Uh, one thing I will do is I'd like to shout out the people who started PHP Amersfoort, uh, which is Stefan Koopmanschap, which many of you probably know as Scoop, um, Jelrik van Hal, uh, Richard Tuin, and also another co-organizer, Renato Mendes Figueredo. So I'd like to thank them for uh, continuing uh, PHP Amersfoort. I'm currently doing it alone, so if anyone else would like to join me in in, in co-organizing, because now that Rafael has mentioned, it, I'm kind of stressing out, like, oh no, I'm doing it wrong. Oh no, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, please, uh, please do come and join uh, PHP Amersfoort if if you're in the area, and uh, we, we'd love to have you. Thank you very much for for having me, Eric. Well, thank you for coming, Raf. 
I think it's you. Yeah. Um, I mean, first of all, shout out to the people who have assumed Amsterdam PHP. I am now just, you know, enjoying and going as a, as an attendant, which is also really great. Uh, again, I can't stop being active, but the, you know, you know who you are, a new group of people stepping up, you know, uh, that's, that's what you want, right? Um, if you want to start a group, as they said, start it. People will come, you know, it's the whole, you know, build it and they will come. They will come. If you start doing something as small, start small. Just start with a meeting with two people in a bar. Uh, you don't have to get fancy. Do what you can. Do that. And the next thing will make it, you know, will show up. Um, you know, and always do what, you know, always do as much as you can. Don't try to do more. Don't do that. Don't put yourself out there and, and, and get stressed out because if you burn out, the user group burns out. So make sure you start small. Do what you can. Take what you get. Uh, more people will come. More organizers will come. More attendees will come. More speakers will come. Uh, understand your audience. Understand the space that you're in. And as he said, never, never think it's too hard to get you know uh, these insane international speakers, whatever. If I am in town and you happen to have a meetup or you're shifting your meetup, let me know. If I'm traveling for work, if I'm there for a conference, if I can stretch a couple of days and I can speak at your user group, I will. And I know I'm definitely not the first or the only one to do that. Um, you, If you sneeze near the, a meetup, I'm pretty sure Michelangelo will be there to say Gesundheit, <laughs> right? So you can get a lot of these you know, international speakers, people who will attract a little bit more attention really easily. So reach out on Twitter, reach out you know, wherever you have a, a network and a conference, find out if there's a nearby conference that can help you, you will get speakers to come out and help you build that that credential. And again, consistency, consistency, consistency really helps. Um, and, and just have fun. At the end of the day, just have fun. Because if this is not fun for you, it becomes a chore. It's not going to work. If you're having fun, it's going to show and people are going to come because you're having fun. So, you know, hopefully you have as much luck as we've had of MSMPHP. Shout out to all of our sponsors and speakers because they have made this so easy compared to all of the previous user groups I organized. Amsterdam is like, you know, organizing on easy. So I hope you have the same luck uh, where you are. I'm liking you. And thank you for having me. To Raphael's point there, don't be afraid to move your date if you have to. We've had Sebastian Bergman and Derek Rattans at our group because we moved a week or moved a date. So, you know, if you hear, keep your ear to the ground and you know somebody's in town, you can adjust. You know, you want to get them, get them, make it work. Absolutely. Any, any other parting words, Chris? Um, yeah, sorry to cut in. Um, yeah, I, I remember talking to John Kahn and Eric's partner in crime, early days, uh, San Diego dev. And I remember telling him, or he's, you know, he said stuff like, well, how did, how did you get this far? How did you get this done? And I said, we kind of just tried a bunch of stuff that seemed to work out. You know, it was, so the point being, don't be afraid to try something. Uh, don't be afraid to, to, Stop doing something if you figure out, well, this process doesn't work or this is really inconvenient. Um, but, um, yeah, we just we guessed at a lot of stuff. There was no playbook on running a user group, you know, back way back when we got started. So try things out. Don't be afraid to experiment and don't be afraid to, to prune something out if it doesn't work. You don't like it or it's not popular. Um, sure. I also just want to say, you know, thanks to everyone here, uh, all the community support. Uh, user groups have been a tremendous part of my life and and. Uh, Appreciate being invited here. So thanks, everybody. Bob? Well, thank you for having me, Eric, and for everybody being here. We had an in-person meetup in Toronto in the heart of the financial district a couple of days ago. We had a very interesting conversation 
um, at the end. Uh, Toronto's also very wide uh, dispersed area and we were seeing their developers are not going downtown. So okay. if developers are going to go to downtown Toronto for a meetup, they're going to go as a destination event instead of a corollary or they're already being downtown center or wherever Queen West. Um, so now the idea is if you're going to be at home, working then no matter where we have a meetup it's a destination event and we were wondering the eight devs who were there um if the devs in toronto no matter where we had the meetup no matter how close to home would you go and everyone had a kind of a blank face the people who would were there and the people who weren't there weren't there to speak up about that <laughs> so that's what I'm going to be focusing on uh, to get feedback in the next few months over the summer. Cool. Logan? Uh, yeah, this was a lot of fun. Uh, thanks, Eric and Ben and Sarah. And, and it was nice. Uh, all, all my other fellow organizers, it was nice being on a call with you. Uh, this, this was great. So uh, PHP Roundtable um, is awesome. So um Final words uh, from Austin PHP slash Merge PHP, I, I guess, um, is like it's it's only as good as the work that you put into it, right? Like, you know, don't don't just get don't get discouraged. Um, you know, try different things definitely, um, and listen to your members. Um, you know, getting getting feedback uh, and and you know, kind of understand what people want and give it to them. <laughs> it's basically that, that's not there's no big secret. It's just uh, figure out what people want and and do that. Um, so, um, yeah, thanks every, everyone, um, and I hope you have a good rest of your Saturday. Thanks and thanks for joining us, Chair. Uh, any parting words? Uh, yeah, I mean, number one, you know, just as as one of the regulars, I just want to thank everybody who came out today. Um, this has been a fantastic panel. Really appreciate all of your time. I know that you've got other things going on, like running your very successful user groups. Um, so I just, I, I'm just going to close out by saying that, uh, you know, as I've said before about the development of PHP as language, decisions are made by those who show up and user groups are made successful by those who just show up and just, you know, get the work done that needs to get done. And, and you know, as, as Eric said at the top of the show, Cal put it really well when he said that it, uh, if you look around and you don't see a user group organizer, it's because it's you. Um, so, you know, that's it's all it takes is to just show up and make it happen. So again, thank you very much to all the user group folks that have shown up today. Ben, always good to have you here aggravating Eric. And uh, sorry, we couldn't have Joe. He had technical difficulties, but I'm sure we'll get him next month uh, when we come back. Ben? Well, um, as a as one of the regulars here, I just want to, again, as Sarah said, thank everyone else for coming on. Thank you so much. It's been a great show. Uh, always great to catch up with every one of you. Um, so thank you very much. Uh, as a user group organizer, I don't think I can add anything else to what uh, what's already been said. Uh, everyone had some great, uh, um, uh, uh, um, I just lost the word I was looking for. Insights? Yes, thank you. Everyone had great insights. So thank you very much. Um, and uh, I don't think I've got anything else to add to that. Very good. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah, so I'll just can continue to echo that. I can't can't tell you how much I appreciate this. I think this is a reflection 
of the PHP user group uh, and that community in general. Um, I know I'm walking away with with new stuff, mainly being I really want to move to the Netherlands now because that seems to be like the mecca of PHP development. But um, I'll be honest with you. I've, I've been a user group organizer for years. It's kind of a thankless job a lot of times. Uh, there's a lot of people that you know will kind of take advantage and not contribute and not care about the user group or the community, but it's the ones that do. And I have rarely heard people say, well, I regret getting involved with the user group. It, it, it's almost always a positive experience. And it's, even for organizers, it's probably a positive experience times 10. Um, you don't always get the appreciation you look for, but when you do, it's just so fulfilling. And it comes in really weird ways. It's either making new friends, seeing people become friends at your user groups. I, I've seen a lot of that. Uh, I don't make a lot of friends. Uh, I don't know why. I think I'm a nice guy. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. But you, you'll see other people make connections. Uh, friendships in, in employment. Uh, I've seen multiple times people getting, finding jobs and making connections to get jobs at user groups. That's the sort of kind of satisfaction as a user group organizer that that's really hard to duplicate. And I just want to encourage everyone. If you're not a user group organizer, see if your user group organizer needs help. If they don't, that's fine, but you can always help them by being a presenter, get involved with your local user group. If it's not local right now and it's virtual, it's fine. a lot of times the local user groups now are just trying to build up that confidence again. You can help by finding locations as well, by, by finding sponsorship. Maybe the company you work for is willing to do sponsor sponsorship. And it's, it can be as simple as buying a pizza or buying some beers and soda for the, for the group. It's really easy. And what you get back, again, 10 times what you put into it, always. It all, it's always like that. Um. I am going to do a little shameless self-promotion. I'm one of the people behind PHP Architect, and a lot of our focus is the PHP community. As a matter of fact, the reason I interviewed a lot of people on this panel was Oscar had asked me to come on board as a columnist, and I told him I want to talk to the user group organizers because I think they all have stories to share, and I would like to interview them. And so I spent like a year and a half. That's all I did. Every month was uh, do a, a profile on a new user group organizer. That's just, you know, how important I think those people are to the overall PHP community. So, again, I could talk all day about this stuff. I want to be aware of everybody's time. Thank you so much. Thank you for, for joining me today to be part of this panel. Thank you for tuning in and watching me and the rest of the panel ramble about this. I hope everybody walks away with something. And uh, see you guys next month. Bye.